You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. And our relationship expert Stephen Dromgold is with us this morning One with one of the critical issues for many couples. Good morning, Stephen. Hey, Jack. Money is such a tricky topic for so many couples. I know it leads to all sorts of disagreements. It's one of the leading, leading causes of, um, of tension and disagreements in relationships. So if you're trying to have uh, a better relationship, not only with your partner, but with money, what systems work best? All right. So the big thing you need to realize about money is that money has lots of different meaning for people. So for some people, it means security. For some people, it means um, uh, it means freedom. For some people, it means power. It, you know, it has lots of different meaning. And um, and many of us were raised under that kind of British system where we tend not to talk about money. Yeah. And then again, we unconsciously assume that our partner has the same uh, values or interests or priorities around money, which is really, really unlikely. We tend to be attracted um, in a lot of cases to people who um, who have different kind of uh, focuses or priorities around their money. So you want to have that conversation and find out what does it actually mean for you. Yeah. Um, because then at least you know the animal that you're dealing with. Um, and then the system that works the best is one where you talk about it. Right. Okay. So what questions should you be asking? All right. So basically, so the first question is obviously, what does money actually mean for you? Mm. Um, and then we always want to attend to safety issues because anytime you've got a problem in the, the relationship that uh, impacts safety, uh, if our brain goes into a fight-flight situation, we, we're just not functioning well. It's hard to collaborate and we're likely to do and say things um, and behave in ways that are going to create danger for ourselves and danger for our partner. So we, we want to find out what is your safety number? Right. Most people have a certain amount of money that they need in order to feel safe. It might be $50, it might be $500, it might be $500,000. You yeah. need to know what your partner's safety number is in terms of how much money needs to be in the bank so that I know that I'm feeling okay. And if your number is underneath that, what's the plan to get there? Because even just having a plan to get there will help. Yeah, right. Okay. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And and I suppose if you and your partner have different safety numbers, coming to some sort of agreement whereby you both can feel comfortable is the key. Uh, realistically, you would be aiming for the whoever has the higher... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever has the more conservative number. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What about a debt ratio number? Yeah. So the debt ratio number is, um, and this is, you know, be a re- very relevant thing for people living in Auckland, is how much debt are you people, you know, uh, are you comfortable sitting with? So some yeah. people might say, you know, I can sit with, you know, a billion dollars debt <laughs> so long so long as I've got $1.5 billion in assets. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of like a 50% ratio on the mass people are going to come after me. But basically you want to know, you know, is it like one-to-one debt? Not many people are comfortable with that. Um, some people might be comfortable having twice as much debt as um, as assets on paper because they know they're building something, but you want to find out what that debt ratio is. So that's a little bit more nuanced, um, but it, it can be a really important thing because you might have someone who, um, you know, I've been self-employed, so I've been, you know, over leveraged lots and lots of times, you know, but I, I you know, I, that's been okay with me. Yeah. Um, other people may have, you know, I need to be absolutely debt-free, don't owe anything to anyone. You want to find out um, yeah. what those things are. And then the, the third system that works is you need to recheck. 
you know, because what, what that number is when you're 20 is probably going to be different from what that number is when you're 50. Yeah, right. Is there a conversation that should be had around spending? Um, yeah, absolutely. And again, the the whole idea that you're working with is you're trying to create a team. You want people to have, to be safe. Once you've managed safety, then what you want to do is you look at fun. Yeah, you right. know, so you know, how do you how much money, spending money do you need to have so that you don't need to ask permission, you don't need to to think about what that amount is. And most couples have, you know, you can spend fifty bucks and you don't have to consult anyone about it. Some yeah. people have you can spend five thousand and you don't have to ask anyone about it. It generally depends on your income level. But there generally should be an amount that you have that you don't have to justify. So if you want to go and get a really, you know, expensive lipstick or, you know, some really cool glasses and stuff and you have some money and you can you can just take that out of your budget and save up for it or do whatever it is, you don't have to justify it. Um, yeah. If you want to buy junk food, you know, at, at work and, you know, that's your discretionary money, set, set those processes up so that people have some freedom as a really good plan to have in yeah. general. Yeah, right. So how do you need to be taken care of in relation to money? So the main thing that you do in order to take care is you keep reminding you work as a team and um, and so that conversation should should include when you go, you know, earlier in the relationship, if there are kids, you know, because a lot of people say, oh, we'll contribute 50-50. Well, mm. hang on a sec, only one of you is going to be carrying a baby. Right, So yeah. there needs to be a plan around that. There also needs to be discussions around what do you do if one person decides not, you, uh, you know, you decide one person's going to stay at home with the kids and so that has an impact on family. What do you do to take care of each other? Because if you if you don't do that, um, you uh, over time what tends to happen is there can be an erosion of safety in the relationship, which may be unseen because the person who's not feeling unsafe is not feeling unsafe, so they're not concerned about it. But it can be driving this anxiety underneath you right. know, to their partner. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a totally avoidable you know, problem, um, which, you know, solve it now. So finally then, if there are people listening to this who just don't talk about money with their partner and they don't have any of these numbers, they haven't considered this stuff, how <laughs> would you advise them to actually start that conversation? How do you bring it up? Um, I'd say, hey, I heard this, you know, um, interesting talk on the uh, on the radio. <laughs> what's, what, what what makes you feel good about money? Like, what's important about about it for you? And just started as a you know a low key conversation. Yeah, you know, have a cup of tea, sit down, you know, chew the fat. So there's not a right or wrong answer. The goal and everything we're trying to do is say we're a team. We look after stuff together. We manage stuff together. We take care of each other. How do we do this well? And if, and that's the piece you keep coming back to. The, we're not trying to create a scenario where you and your partner are exactly the same. We just want to make sure that everyone's okay in the relationship. Yeah, great advice. Thank you, Stephen. That is our relationship expert, Stephen Dromgol. For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.